Identify like particular makes and models of brass instruments because they're so the drawings are so correct. Mm-hmm. You can totally tell what they are. But I was like, I I'm so sick and tired of seeing kids' books with like this this nondescript, completely inaccurate drawing of an instrument. So I was like, these ones will be good. Not yep. putting out bad ones. Nailed My it. My favorite's watching TV with people who like like are playing guitar. Mm-hmm. And they're so aggressive about it, and they're like, and the strum patterns nowhere close to it, or like trombone mm-hmm. is just back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's even better with like video games now. It's like I watched like a Big Bang episode, and it was like 2018, right when that episode came out, and they were playing video games, and it was still pew 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 pew, pew and they're like play on the controller i'm like literally <laughs> that's no one does anything that aggressively on anything mm-hmm. but hey nobody have, knows how to play games <laughs> what are games all all we do is euphonium stars and stripes forever get it get it right button mashing so yeah. that, way. <laughs> that is playing euphonium in a brass band you're right mm-hmm. i used to think they should, they should take smart music and um guitar hero and match it together to have a practice <laughs> A practice game for every instrument. That would be amazing. That's great. We need to stop giving away all of our best ideas on on the. Air. Yeah, don't air this one. <laughs> Edit that part hey. out. That so we are joined out. today by I think somebody who was just named the best euphonium player of all time a no. couple weeks ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Robert Miller of the uh, Weston Silver Band. Hey Rob, thank you for joining us. And of course, Welcome. I've got my co-host Tony and Amy with me today. And uh, yeah, let's talk about that. I mean, jokingly so, I mean, you were named like best individual and then the euphonium section, that was you and Karina, correct? Karina. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's a solid section if you if I ask me, but yep. um, yeah, how was your week? How was your weekend at the, uh, the US Open? It was fantastic. Um, what a thrill. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's something that we've done before, but we kind of had a little bit of a hiatus. We haven't been to the US Open since 2010. Um, and in the intervening years, we've been doing NABA, which is, which is great, different, uh, kind of competition as you all know. Um, but man, it was fantastic. It, uh, because of course, a couple of years of COVID and not doing anything a year before that, because we had, um, our trip to the UK to do Whit Friday. So that kind of, that, that puts a damper on your fundraising plans to go and do a competition when you're trying to buy plane tickets for everybody and all that kind of stuff. So and crossing the border um, wasn't the easiest thing in the world either. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a very different kind of thing. Right. So, uh, and can you get back in your country? I don't know. Right. So that's, that's a legit thing. Thankfully we don't have that nightmare anymore, but, um, well, yeah, so it was great to return to competition. And um, we did, we did uh, I think, better than we really anticipated we would. Um, we always kind of go in with tempered expectations to anything. And then, you know, you're, you're pleasantly surprised whenever you get a great result. So, um, but uh, yeah, it was fantastic. One of the things that our guys love is listening to all of the other bands. Um, we don't have the same uh, quantity or quality of brass band participation as you do. 
Um, you have you've 10 times our population and 10 times the number of bands and stuff like that. So it's just great to get to hear uh, high quality performances, varied programs, and just, you know, people having a good time. And we loved it. And I think the only band that we missed was Motor City because um, we kind of just rolled in right as they were going on and it was, you know, doors closed and all that kind of stuff. But I think we all heard every other band and man, it was fantastic. What a, what a great weekend. You know, uh, hats off to adjudicators for sitting there for, you know, uh, what was it like six hours worth of uh, competition? Hopefully was, there were bathroom breaks. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it was actually a, um, a fairly great schedule for adjudicators because there was 10 or 15 minutes between bands. Yeah. Plenty yeah. of time yeah. to, you know, to figure out what you're doing and, you know, take a break between this. So it was, it was a pretty relaxed, you know, process. Yep. Yeah, and but it was great. Yeah. So for those who might not be like super familiar with the way the U.S. Open uh, would be, how was that? What was that format like? Because, you know, NAB is very evident, test piece, choice piece, but this yep. is kind of different, right? Yep. So uh, I, I guess it's classed as an entertainment contest. So you get a set amount of time on stage, and you're meant to fill that time, um, you know, a little bit of setup and tear down to sort of bookend a uh, 25 minute performance on stage. And you set your program, you do, if you want to uh, add choreography, if you want to add um, other staging things, if you have um, really awesome visuals and stuff like that, then you, you can put all that stuff together too. And there's some really fine examples of that. Uh, shout out to Dublin which was amazing. And we had some, uh, who was, uh, it was um, Oakland. Oakland did a really, really cool visual presentation as well. It was, it was awesome. I can imagine that's a ton of work, um, but it's an entertainment contest. So you put your program together and it's, uh, uh, I don't recall what the exact percentages are, but I'm pretty sure somebody here might, um, but you get like a music performance and artistic, uh, technical and artistic. And then there's an entertainment adjudicator and um, you know the uh, all of those scores get their weights and all that sort of thing. And when everything's tallied up, that's how you find out the result. And uh, so it's different criteria from what you do at NABA. So it's it's kind of cool because um, you know it's not you're not sitting around listening to the same you know for hardcore band nerds you're not listening to the same <laughs> piece played you know ten times or whatever. You get to hear a really cool set and uh, you know see what other people are doing and stuff. So it's really cool. It was awesome. Yeah, there was, there was a huge variety of repertoire. There's only one yeah. piece that was played several times. That was the uh, the opener, the the Paul Evan Cooper. Our, ours, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so did that one. Yep. But I mean, that one was tailor made for this type of thing. Where each it's set true. comes in and is featured, and then the next one comes in. It was yeah. You know, it was a fairly engaging type of thing. The, the coolest visual thing that that I saw the whole day. I don't know if you you, you probably saw it was uh, the band that played the typewriter. Yes, that was my favorite. They, they played so they the typewriter all... and they put the band <laughs> sitting in two rows. Yeah. And then they were like, and they would yeah. all go like this. And then go back. Yeah. Absolutely genius. It was so just, good. Just watching the two of you do that in sync was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> all of the Wait, problems. am I the only one here who didn't go, who wasn't there? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why am I hosting? <laughs> <laughs> No, you're the perfect guy to host. Oh, I have the most questions, questions about exactly. the, the event. That is probably true. There you go. Yeah. 
So what was your, what was, so Amy, did your, your band played as yeah. well? Yep. So what, what were the, uh, okay, we'll go with Amy first, but I'm, I'm curious what the, like, did, what was it like themes? Cause I know like with the, with the brass in concert, right? Like Corey won last year with their like pirate theme or whatever. Yeah. Is it themes or what is it? So Dublin did cross the Rubicon. Um, so it was a theme about heroes, uh, heroes from, um, various aspects of of history and um we did uh we did a you're putting me on the spot now and i have to remember on a friday night um but we did a, a wonderful arrangement of we shall overcome that uh tim jameson did um and we had like interspersed with the music we had quotes um from various heroes um we did a shasta um, Shasta Kermit's 10. Yeah, Shasta yeah. 10. That that was great. That yeah. one won the best uh the best new, best new arrangement. Yeah. yeah. New composition or arrangement. Yep. yep. That was and that was fantastic. I remember when they handed that one out and we we're just like, what? That was so cool. That was so cool. <laughs> we played it, we played there and I was like, this is amazing. Yep. And Dublin um, won best busker too. Were you involved in that? I was not. I was wow. not. But it was amazing. We were out at the bar the night before. That's what. The, that's where the busking uh, happens. Uh, and the bar where they put the buskers this time was was really great. I I enjoyed it. Uh, and um, they played. They played Rihanna's Umbrella um, with umbrella hats on. And who was the the band that made the arrangement? I'm doing great with my memory. But it was like totally like funk, like cool arrangement of umbrella, um, sousaphone, you know, it was awesome. Um, so it was lots of fun. All the bands did a great job. We had a we had a great time kind of mingling the night before. Um, I think the only downside was that the that the bar for the for the busking was like 20 minutes away. And there was it was snowing like the whole time we were there. So yeah. that was that was a little bit rough, but I think it was still worth worth the drive. Um, and yeah, we had um, what else did we have? I have to try to remember. Um, you had the Schindler's List part of your set that yeah, was pretty powerful. That was that was a really difficult transition uh, be, because you're going from um, from all of this big exciting stuff and then you're sitting down you're trying to bring like gravity mm -hmm. and and give that piece the respect that it deserves due mm -hmm. to the subject nature uh, the nature of the subject so we're we're sitting down and we all told each other like we need to sit down and make sure to find that time to have that breath everyone needs to have that breath because otherwise we're just going to rush 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 and and then we're not going to really represent the song adequately um but it's hard to do because we had a ton of of changes. We were moving all over the stage. In fact, we joked that we we must have been the favorite band of the day with the with the mic guy because we made him take down all of the mics. <laughs> <laughs> they were all over the stage, and we were like, "There's no way we can go through all these transitions yeah. with all these mics everywhere." So we had him take it down and just put one in the front. And he, <laughs> I heard him kind of backstage and I was like sorry I don't we don't know how to do this otherwise and it's then an entertainment to... contest it's not that's the right. point you know that's right. Right. right we're like there, there were what like five mics all throughout the setup five at six least mics. 
Yeah. And it was like, there's no way we can move these around. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and then afterwards they had to go back out and put them all back up. (laughs) Exactly the right place. Exactly the right place. Right. Um, we had a, we had a good time. I think next time it would be really cool if the bands could kind of, uh, get together ahead of time and figure out where people are staying and where because I think that was one of the downfalls of of this year being it was in it was in it was in a new location and I love that it was in that location it was a great location um but nobody knew kind of how to to converge afterwards yeah Yeah. so Dublin just kind of stayed in the hotel yeah did you do U.S. Open before when it was in um uh where is it outside of Chicago I did it with Atlantic. Oh, yeah. right. Yes, of course you did. Yeah, of course. And I just remember from that, the the facility was kind of central and there, the hotels were all kind of like right around it. Mm-hmm. And then everybody was just kind of together. And that was a great vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, part of part of these competitions is, is getting together with the people that you haven't seen for several months or yep. over a year or however long. And kind of just, you know, we, we kind of become friends over time and... Um, I didn't really get to see a whole lot of people afterwards. I was kind of just hanging out with Dublin. Um, yeah. so we should all figure out like essential, like hang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I chose not to go out after the competition cause it was snowing. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I'm not going out there. Well, well, you have a you have an Ohioan and a Canadian here. We're like, eh. <laughs> you keep saying this S word. Uh, what is that? Snow? snow? <laughs> <laughs> when it, you know that thing Bing Crosby sings about in that one movie. Uh, yep. <laughs> I, so Rob, Rob, what uh, what what was y'all's show? So uh, it wasn't super thematic. Um, we just played a program that we wanted to put together, and you know we were trying to sort of play all the greatest hits that we wanted to do. Um, it was very loosely put together, and it was uh, I think. Uh, crafted by our MC, who's our second baritone player, Norm. Um, he does a great job, and uh, he just kind of th- he threaded everything together. Um, it just kind of started out with, you know, we did, as you know, when Thunder Calls. That was the, you know, the one repeat uh, number on the whole day. Yeah. And uh, we that that was our Paul Levitt Cooper. And oh, how did you uh, how did you choose this? Well, we we played this for Paul Levitt Cooper whenever we were over in England. Why were you in England? Well, we were there for Whit Friday. So here's the march that we played on Whit Friday. And then uh, you know it was the the rest of the show was just you know our our favorites. And uh, it was a, it, it kind of favored our style as a group. Um, and uh, we you know we kind of did well. So yeah, they they absolutely did. And and. You know, as a judge, and I had the scores ahead of time, and I was like, I saw the repertoire. I was like, how, how is this going to go? <laughs> what are you going to do with that? What are they going to do with this? And <laughs> you're, you're right. The the narration, you know, really tied everything together in a way that kept the audience engaged throughout it. So, yeah. And he was spectacular yeah. in, in his presentation of it. So, you know, but there were a couple of groups that were like that. I was like, how? Yeah. Like, like, you know, like one of the bands did like a, a like a newsroom, like a mm-hmm. newspaper theme thing. And that was really easy to understand. And another band yep. did an Africa theme. And that was mm-hmm. really like, okay, I see what's going to happen with this. Another one did Around the World with the uh, Peter Graham, um, you know, piece. And yep. then there's a couple bands that, you know, the Rubicon one was really easy to understand too. Yeah. Then there's yeah. two bands or three bands that was like, what? 
Yeah, what, here, here come those crazy Canucks. What are yeah, these guys they all doing? Did it. Yeah, they yeah. all did it really well. They all found a way to make it, you know, an engaging program and, and tie everything together in a way that was interesting. So, yeah. and and play really, really well. Yep. You know, so yeah. it's interesting. So, Rob, what was the, so you, you won best performance of a solo. Did you do a featured solo or is that a solo? I did, yeah. I played the uh, the the violently uh, flashy Val Flickans dance. And, uh, I love that phrase, the violently the, flashy. Yeah, it was, uh, it was one of those things where if I had, um, a, you know, a second to reconsider, it's like, do, do you want to do, you want to do, so, sure, I'll do a solo. Uh, what, what do you want to do? Uh, well, why don't we do this one? Like, I've always wanted to do this. So why don't we do that? And then it's put in the context of what our program is, where, so we do, we do the opener, then we did uh, the march Ravenswood, which is like it's it's a Whit Friday march, so it's punch you in the face like for you know four minutes. Yeah, and then and if you know the solo Val Flickans, uh it's it is no rest on the soloist. So I I would have I would have absolutely chosen something a little bit different if I had you know the full scope of the program, um, but it it worked out. Uh, it I think. Um, you know, it was it was just everything kind of favored that uh, that performance. I I don't know what the magic was. Maybe it was just the uh, the adrenaline of the day, um, but it, it worked out great. Um, I you know you're never super happy if you can be your own worst critic kind of thing. Um, that's uh, what I always tell my students. That's the best way to improve. So I'm never really really thrilled with how anything goes. Um, uh, well, but, uh, unfortunately for you, everyone else was. <laughs> yeah, yes, thank you. It was spectacular. That, yeah, you know, that's I, that's the, the main goal is that you 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 know blew smoke out of that thing. It, <laughs> it was well, awesome. It, it was it was uh, it was very um, rewarding to listen to the adjudication comments uh, after the fact. And it just kind of uh, it, it reinforces, you know, I, OK, I'll, I'll survive to fight another day kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but it, it was great. That, that was awesome. Um, the band was fantastic. Um, it's one of those things that uh, a band, if it if it goes off the rails, it can it can take you right out. And um, the band just was amazing, as they always are. And yeah. if any of them ever ever watch this, I love all of you so much. <laughs> well, it's it's always nice when you get, you know, because it's easy for us to be ho-hum about our own selves. And then adjudicators, they're not your mother. They don't have to say nice things <laughs> about true. you. It's you true. know what I mean? That's right. If my mom was there, I'd win everything, right? That's the thing. Like, my, like I'll like come, I'll come out of this room and like go get like a, a drink or something, and my and I'm like, and my wife's like, I think you sound good. I'm like, you have to say that. That's okay. right. Everything yeah. I mean, I mean, sounds good through a closed door. That's right. Yeah, well, <laughs> or better at least. Yeah. 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 I was impressed. I was impressed that you've already that you've listened to it because when I play a solo, it takes like. It takes some solid time before oh, I'm willing to listen to myself. Yeah. Like. Well, it's that that uh, that piece doesn't mm -hmm. give you really any opportunity to reflect in the moment. Yes. So it's kind of like you know, it's it something just whizzes by, and I, I think, <laughs> I, okay, you can't think about that now, and then yeah. to get to go back and listen to it later, it's like, eh, okay, wasn't that bad, you know? Like it's it's okay. Fooled him again, you know. That's my motto. Fooled him again. So. 
but uh but yeah it was it was fantastic and um and of course um that if i if i had uh, another opportunity again probably play something different less uh yeah. less taxing well, right after that yeah there was another euphonium solo um, oh, that guy uh, killed I, Endearing Young Charms. Oh, he did Endearing Young Charms, and he played yeah. the absolute snot out of it. Yeah, he killed it. Was it was so good. It was I great. didn't get to see that one. Oh, man, oh. it was it was great. I'm like, that guy's going to win, you know? And uh, the I had this, uh, this was sort of like um, uh, time travel for me, or, you know, like I, the, the Black Cat in the Matrix thing, because <laughs> the first time we did US Open in 2009, I did a solo for it and everybody's like, you know, hey man, great job, great job on your solo. You definitely won. You totally won the solo. And uh the guy from uh, Fountain City played a crazy like amazing xylophone percussion thing or marimba solo and that guy won it. And so like when the dude rolled up from um Oh yeah. Who did, who did Rondo? I'm like, "Oh, it's deja vu." You know, he did a like, fantastic job yeah, too. Yeah, that which was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, he absolutely killed it. I mean, no, nobody, nobody uh, uh, crashed and burned on anything. Everything was just great. It was such a great weekend all around. And it was, was featured around. solo like a requirement of sorts, or was that just uh, a choice that everybody? Made? It's it's optional, right? So like all of the the different award categories. Um, so there's like a list of I don't know like eight or ten things that you can win for, mm -hmm. and. Um, essentially putting something on the program if it was a feature if it was a you know a solo item that would be considered your entry for that competition so if you did a we did a march we did a, a solo we didn't do a uh, a new piece or anything like that so uh that's where uh dublin killed it on the shasti thing and they got the i think was that the only thing that was actually a, a brand new composition i don't remember but that was there were, there were, we had two brand new compositions oh, on your program yeah right but yeah. I mean, out of all of the other bands, I didn't I didn't see a lot of stuff on programs there, that was new. There was a couple of things. That, there was an arrangement of the theme song from the newsroom, the HBO oh. series, oh, okay. that, right? That, that program. Okay. Um, and there was there was something else. I think. Um, there was there was another one somewhere that I can't recall off the top of my but, head. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. The Shostakovich was so exciting. It was. Oh yeah, it was that was an easy one to pick actually. Oh yeah, I mean as as soon as uh, like I look, I opened up that brochure and I saw that on the program and I was literally just like, bouncing. <laughs> I couldn't wait for that. That because I, I I I love the uh, I love the Andrew Duncan. I think it's the Andrew Duncan transcription yeah, of it. That's I've the one I've done. Yeah, and uh, that one's amazing. But that one, it's like it's different from the Duncan one in yes. a lot of respects. And I would love to play that someday because that's yeah. a wicked cool one well, I mean, yeah. you know i i know some people you know i, I didn't want to lay it on too thick but you know while we're while we're talking that'd be cool that'd i can be probably super hook cool. you up we yeah. um we saw jessica sneeringer after the competition and she she walked by and she was like hey everyone get that piece published bye yes yes yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely but not until not until somebody emails me pdf uh, copies of it before it's published <laughs> that would be fine that would be absolutely fine so yeah so all of those different categories so you have like solo you have uh march you have new composition what other what other categories are there well there, there was like best sec each section best oh and each yes and then march. most entertaining yeah and, yeah i mean i'm looking at it here and you have most entertaining and then best performer 
solo arrangement march and then the sections pretty yep. much and busker can't forget busker yes that's the most important like we think about the culture of brass band yeah <laughs> and what we're doing after the show is just as important exactly and money. <laughs> yep. getting money at the bar after the show because we didn't get it at the show yeah. right yep so beyond that is there any uh are there any big developments going on with the uh with the band coming up with Weston Silver, are you guys doing anything else this season? Yeah, it's um, it's kind of a big year for us. Um, that was one of the the things that our um, illustrious uh, narrator pointed out in our set at US Open. It's our hundredth anniversary this year, so we've been around for a while, and it's the band has been in operation since 1921 when it started as the Weston Boys Band. And there's gonna be lots of interesting stuff that we'll be putting out on socials and everything like that coming up. But uh, in the spring, we've got a big gala program that we're putting together. You know, we'll have all kinds of alumni that we can, as many alumni as we can actually get together to, to come out and uh, participate. Um, it's gonna be an interesting, and it's gonna be an interesting show for sure. But um, so that's kind of our, our, our big celebration. A lot of planning goes into, you know, putting together, you know, it has to be special when it's 100 years. So um, and it's uh, after a couple of years of not doing anything really, other than putting videos on uh, Facebook and YouTube and stuff like that. Um, it's good to actually get back into making live music and uh, doing a competition like US Open was a great opener. That's yeah. for sure. Does that hundred years make you guys one of the older, continuously existing bands in North America? Uh, I think there are older ones. Um, I think they're there, all up in Canada, right? There's yeah, a couple that like mostly like Salvation Army bands and stuff yeah, like that would yeah. be you know like if the, if they had their church band mm -hmm. was there for like 150 years or something like that. So, um, but our country just isn't that old. So, um, you guys, if you have any in the US that have been around since sort of like the beginning of time? No? No, so. I think like, it was, most of them were- They're in the thirties now. They're yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Because there was when uh, when the, the beginning of the Brass Band Bridge and they kind of collected all of that information, there were only a few out there that that kind of responded. And then that was when a lot of, a lot of the brass bands kind of started up. So a lot of them, uh, I can always remember how old they are because I just relate them to my age. <laughs> They're all yeah. about my age. Oh, so there's only like 20 years, like 20, 25 uh, sure, years, right? Sure, yeah. right. These bands have been 22 for a long time. Right. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But I think Atlantic is, I think Atlantic is one month older than me. Wow. Um, so that's, it made, it made it pretty easy to remember how old yeah. it was. Uh, how yeah. old is Atlantic now? Uh, <laughs> right. Approaching approaching thirty eight. <laughs> yeah. Columbus is in that range. Sunshine Brass uh, Band, Smoky yeah. Mountain is a little older than that. You know, Triangles in thirty four, thirty five, or thirty six, something like that. Yeah. So if you can't, if you don't know how old a brass band is, if it's relatively established, you're pretty good to guess that it's in its thirties. Yeah. 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 Those are those are the the old stalwarts. So the Gramercy is that old. Um, it, you know, I know that the, the, the NC State University had a brass band going back to the 50s or 40s, but they don't currently operate now, so they don't really count now. But they, but there are some places that have older ones, but they, they're not continually running, hmm. unfortunately. 
Yeah, my band's yep. like three years old. <laughs> that's got to be <laughs> Most exciting of that's too, pandemic. <laughs> you know, like I, I, uh, I really admire uh, all of these startup bands that are happening in the U.S. now. Because isn't there one out in um, in California now? Yeah, the San Francisco yeah. brass yeah. band. That's right. Yeah, and the Texas ones that have that have started up. And w- mm-hmm. boy, those uh, those guys. Like I, I just look at our section at NABA in first section and uh see all of these bands that are coming up and it's it's getting crowded it's getting really crowded in there right now it's like especially first section yeah exactly it's like do you guys want to go into championship no 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 no, 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 no. we don't want to do that so let's just hang out here for a while right but yeah and uh there's there's some really really amazing things happening there so that's just awesome that's a good sign for the health of the movement for sure yeah i can't wait to see uh how many bands go to the first section this year with the year of the dragon smackdown i know i know that's just like it's that is a dream you know like I want to play that so so bad. Have you not and played it? No. Well, we've we've rehearsed it. We've never ever done anything in performance, and it's just like that's kind of like um, you know uh, a bucket list piece oh, for everybody, really? right? And yeah. it's it's kind of like this definitive thing, and uh, we, like we're not going because it's too far. Oh. So which is going to be huh. uh, a real drag. But I mean, as a band, we're not in, going. Drag we in. Dragon. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? That's what I did there. So, that, was a tor- yeah. that was a horrible but, joke. Horrible. Yeah, we might, uh, we might, like a few of us might come down and and either do like solos or ensemble things and, uh, you, you know, spectate for sure. Yeah. Because uh, that's a band is life, right? So. <laughs> yeah. Well, football, that's going to be a fun. What is this? I think this is going to be the fifth time. I played Year of the Dragon, maybe. Seriously? Yes. Yes. I'm so envious. You know, like you throw any Sparky, you throw any Sparky on a program and I'm just ecstatic about it. And I'll never, I'll never forget the first time, like we got to do harmony music. I was, I was so Oh my goodness. Harmony music. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Yeah. When we played, when Dublin played Music of the Spheres, uh, Tim Jameson passed out Music of the Spheres. And it was just like, oh yes yep. because we we played part of it because yep. you know obviously if you play the whole thing it would be like the majority a little over time a little, little over time but uh but we played the the beautiful uh the beautiful section good here part. at the end yeah, the good yeah. part the good part we just, <laughs> it's all we good just, we just snuck in right at the good part it was fantastic it was it was fun watching uh after after having played music of the spheres before it was fun watching uh, the Dublin members see the whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're, they're trying to actually like grab the notes. <laughs> I'm like, no, you go whoop. <laughs> yeah. We don't have time to go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You go what now? Yeah. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> That's can, literally can you explain what the pedagogy behind whoop whoop that's it it's if you see it it is not like, that's it that's the merch in the store like, look for is, that that drop yeah. there it is January January first, the, whoop, whoop you, you get the bottom you get the bottom <laughs> note you get the top few notes and you go and you just kind of like half valve the rest and make sure that it you get the effect that you because like what a, it's it's literally goes by that path whoop Yep. I had a, a funny story. Another spark thing, uh, a mentor friend, he's, he's passed now, David Chalk, he recounted a, a tale. So probably 40 years ago, he played pantomime in a competition when he lived in New Zealand. 
And he said, I labored over the the uh, Gliss thing. I played every one of those notes. All the arpeggiation at the end that everybody plays the way it's intended to be played. Mm -hmm. And he mm -hmm. lost because of that. So it's, that's that just reminded me that little bit the whoop 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 and if people were trying to get all of the partials in there and stuff like that that would be amazing like you you don't have time no no leave them behind yeah it's like the at the end of zebekiko part there's part of zebekiko so i forget where it is but i just go yep <laughs> i'm not even i'm not even gonna bother with that i'm just gonna go yeah, that's the way it was episode, everyone's gonna be wondering when they watch this how much wine amy had before <laughs> i have you so many sound clips now bug. There you go. <laughs> I have so I, I I am so thankful to all of the rest of you for not speaking over her whoop whoops because I can sound clip them in post. And I have a new ringtone for Amy when she types messages. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um and then I'll just loop it for the phone call so we hear whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, I wanted to ask, um, do you I just we unfortunately don't have a lot of people from the great white north uh come and talk to us on the show um are, do you have any hand in this great canadian brass band festival that, uh, that i know is in super planning stage right now yes so uh it's it's happening at u of t where i am an instructor euphonium instructor so wait you I'll, teach at a u of t i teach I at a u of t i know crazy <laughs> I, how do i never see you at school man it's crazy it's a big campus it's it's uh, you know pretty <laughs> spread out there but um, yeah, so he's, it's, he's at the South Campus. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we're we're at Palm Tree Heights. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, it's going to be hosted there. Um, and I don't know any of you guys on. Oh well, Tony, you're on the board, right? So you know um, uh, Anita. Yeah, she, uh, yeah, she's doing a great job with that. Yeah, she is. That woman is is uh, a huge booster um, for. Hannaford, which is the professional band that we play in up here. And um, she's on faculty at U of T, trumpet instructor, and she conducts the youth band. She plays uh, flugel in the Hannaford Street Silver Band. And so we were talking about, um, we were talking about it. She said, I, I was uh, talking about some ideas that I had about doing something, you know, because it's so far away and all that kind of thing. Could we do something around, uh, you know, a little bit closer? And I went, what do you think about, do you think people would be interested? And I'm like, oh, yeah, my tail is wagging already kind of thing. So um, the Hannaford Street Silver Band is going to participate in the gala for it. Um, and so I'll definitely be there. And I don't know to what extent uh, Weston will be participating because we don't know exactly what the details are for. Is it competitive? Or is there just going to be like a community showcase kind of idea? So that's still in preliminary stages. So once everything takes shape, we'll know for sure. Um, but I th think it's confirmed and it's public knowledge. Gary Curtin's coming over to uh, be the guest soloist for that. And he'll be at the galley. He's going to play with, um, with Hannaford on that show, which will be amazing because I don't know if, have you ever heard of him? Yeah, Gary Curtin, he plays oh, yeah. the euph euphonium. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. So that'll be an electric show for sure. Um, and there are there are quite a few bands around here. Um, we've got, uh, you know, in the in the sort of greater Toronto area, there's probably five or six bands that'll probably participate. We might get uh, Buffalo up, um, and if there's anybody else who's kind of close by that might want to come from, you know, like uh, I don't know, somewhere in Ohio or 
you know, Detroit <laughs> or something. I think that'd be awesome. Right. I was I was literally just looking up because I grew up in Northeast Ohio where Toronto was really not all that far away. So I was like, yeah. I, I have no clue where, like how, how far it is from Columbus. Yeah. So I was literally, I was, if I look, check out, checked out for like a minute or two before then, that was because I was actually going on. Google. No, it's got to be like about 10 or 10 hours, like max, right? Like, I think yeah. it's less than yeah. that to get up. So it's kind of, you know, it's in hitting distance kind of thing. So, yeah. but that'll be great. Um, and I want to, I want to take credit for the great Canadian brass band festival idea of, you know, putting those letters together and that they could actually go on, uh, on the music staff and everything. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, cause it was, it was discussed and I was, I was part of a discussion. So I want to take all of the credit for it, but it, <laughs> it wasn't my idea, but, uh, I was there, I was there when it was said. Right. So, That's yep. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be awesome. Really, really looking forward to that. I mean, I've, I've thought for a long time that we needed to have some kind of, uh, a competition in Canada to, drive the brass band movement up here a little bit harder um and uh just engage people try and get them to do more naba type stuff and i think we would have but for uh covid we would have had um probably three or four bands from canada down at naba in in 20 (laughs) Mm -hmm. because i know we would have been down there and we're also, uh, Rita's band was going to be there. Uh, Rita Renz, yeah, Rita uh, Upper yeah. Canada Brass. Yeah, and, they, come. and uh, they, so they would have been, they w- we would have been there. And um, Oshawa, I think Oshawa's, Oshawa was going to, was going to go down too. So, um, or Whippy, Whippy was going to go. So there were at least three and maybe four bands that were going to go. So they're all from the Toronto area, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And, yeah, oh, that would have been awesome. We should totally bring Naba up north. I mean, I know I'm I'm totally biased too because yeah, I, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, but but after we we should like spread it out and we we're going south for a few years. Go, yeah. Go north for a few years. Well, it I think it it would have to be like a reciprocal kind of thing. Like we would have to um, put our money where our mouth is if we were going to try and have people come up to Toronto and do something we would have to go down and do something in Alabama right if you're going to expect people to to travel to where you are and if it's remote then uh, you should do the same thing kind of thing um, I it was um, in the mid 90s NABA happened up in Toronto I remember <laughs> Toronto before mm-hmm. yep I don't know if it was only the one time but I, I remember I remember being there for it um, I didn't participate in it but but I remember it being there. I, I was in the in the audience for the big program. So Yeah. Well, I mean, we we talk about this all the time. It's a big discussion that we always have with the NAVA board is that yeah. geography is our biggest problem. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, you know, that's one of the reasons why we're really trying to partner up with these different people, different groups to do the regionals and yeah. get a coordinated effort to make sure that there's at least something brass bandy in the reach of all the bands if you can't make it all the way down to alabama well mm-hmm. you've got something in st louis you got something in canada you got something yeah. in new jersey you got something in ohio yeah you know you've got all these options where you can still go and do something because it yeah. is now is not just about doing the the national the international contest mm-hmm. you know but i love the idea of that. Replace that yeah, no, yeah. nothing's going to replace the, the the championships yeah you know but you know there is a reality of like like if you're in england you can go to any contest and it's an hour to three hours tops. Yeah. 
You know, that's like, for me, it's like going to Charlotte. It's not. Yeah. And yeah. I would go to every one, you know, yeah. like that. Right. So it's like, if you I don't know, I don't know. Have that, you ever been to Blackpool? I mean, I've been to Blackpool. I, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. I loved it for all my yeah. friends from Blackpool. Um, <laughs> the, um, but I, the, the idea that they have the regional competitions and if you win your regional and, you know, like the whole kind of uh, promotion, demotion, you know, in, you know, whatever league you're playing in kind of thing. And if, you know, you get promoted and that's, you know, you qualify to go and do all that kind of stuff. If, if you had a regional competition and that, you know, you win this or you place or, or show kind of thing, you could, you could get your uh, portion of your expenses paid to go down to the big competition or something. That would be amazing if you could do that. And that I think would drive a lot. Cause we have um, some bands in other provinces in Canada. I mean, it's, it's pretty remote. Um, we do have roads that connect everything and you can fly and everything like that, but you have Saskatchewan. There's like some, some uh, really good band activity out in Saskatchewan. And then in Atlantic provinces, like in Halifax, They've got some good bands out there in Nova Scotia. So like Atlantic um, in the middle, in the middle of the country. I don't know how much there is on the left coast, but we've got, you know, there the, are, yeah, there are some. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, but getting that, like they would not come to Toronto for a band competition. Like if there was a regional one in Canada, where it's like, you guys are here and we're over there. <laughs> That might work. I don't know if you, you know if there was a similar kind of thing in the U.S. and you know if you uh, if you qualify, you could go and compete in some other thing. That'd be amazing. Yeah, well, I think it. I think it has cre- the the fact that Naba has been kind of you know rotational to say you know we'll we'll, we'll give it that word mm-hmm. uh, has actually like so my band's you know brand new and to be honest with you, we probably went to Naba a little prematurely because we want to take advantage of the fact that we can get to it now. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. if it does go back to the Midwest, there's no shot we're going to go, yeah. right? So we we want it's here. Let's enjoy it while it's here, and then if not, hopefully with these regionals, we can come up with these, or we yeah. can find one of those things. Georgia yeah. always has its thing. We've been invited to that. We can make that happen. <laughs> things along those lines, right? So we're going to enjoy it while it's here, and um, you know, hopefully my band's mature enough to not like they they, they moved away, man, <laughs> you know, and not yeah. and not be that way. But we have, I mean, we have talked about when when we leave Huntsville, Huntsville's going to continue to host a, a, a regional competition there. Oh, sweet. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. you know, so we'll leave Carnage in Huntsville when we, when we <laughs> yeah. The these. crater, you know, where the, yeah. the bands happened. Yeah. <laughs> right. I love these regional uh, activities and stuff. And, it, and it, it provides something other than just NABA for us to get Mm-hmm. you know together and uh yeah I, I was I was saying the other the other day that I would what I would another thing that I would love if Napa did and I'm just kind of brainstorming but it was just kind of like I'd love to have like a young composer like residency where somehow we had like a composer who wanted to write for brass band and like get them to Napa so they can just soak it all in mm-hmm. and then like require them to write something you know and like the following year and then maybe a band could play it in like the feature concert like before the awards are presented or something because we have so many i love our brass band composers that we play a lot of i love them they're wonderful but it would be nice to keep the circulation you know going get some new blood Mm-hmm. in there and and to get more composers they have to learn about the genre and how better to learn about the genre than by listening to a whole heck of a lot of brass bands yeah yep. 
you know, I mean, they're, you know, the survival of the medium has to, it has to be new, new people writing music for it. Yep. You know, and there are a lot of wind band composers who write very well for brass. Like I, I can think of, um, well, I, I, his name just left my head. <laughs> the guy, um, <laughs> oh man, that's a shame. He, but he writes great brass stuff. Um, Welcome to my world. I can never. I know. Remember. It's like his name was right in my head and it just went. I out. do want, and we are. It is nine forty-five Eastern on, on a, a Friday, Friday night. evening. Friday, Friday, Friday night. <laughs> Friday. For our audience, yeah. who's like, why are they so fried? That. It, it is Friday, the week after after Thanksgiving. So I was thinking, can't be bad with children or anything. That's probably. Fine. <laughs> probably <agree. laughs> yeah. But we, I mean, we have we have to find ways to get composers writing for the medium of brass band. Yeah. Um, right. You know, and you know, we we that it's going. Nav is going to push initiatives like that at some point. Mm-hmm. have to get to that point our, our one of our big obstacles <laughs> right now is to make the contest fiscally self-sufficient yeah and when we can do that then we will have a lot more resources to do other types of projects right you know but it's you it's know. a great idea and you know it's uh, funny because that you're echoing amy you're echoing what a uh, peter graham was saying about his own piece from the last open or whatever i can't remember what the piece was Hi- hyperlink hyperlink or... yes yeah yeah so he was talking about that and he was being interviewed by the four bars rest guy and i was watching the uh, what brass pass video or whatever it was mm-hmm. and uh, he was just saying you know like i don't know it's like it's you know uh, it's time for some fresh blood to come in and do this stuff so uh, that to me i didn't see that as him being like oh, i'm just tired of this you know like it's time for somebody else to do this it's like no uh you know here's my time is being here and i think that there's you know room for other people to join and and uh pick up the the reins here yeah. and drive it right so yeah. i can't wait i can't wait to hear uh i think it's only a matter of t- matter of time before lucy pankers writes something really good for mm-hmm. a test piece mm-hmm. like she is like inches away from putting out a really good test piece and mm-hmm. uh yeah, and Simon. So what's the motivation? Uh, yeah. What does she need to push her to do that? I don't know. I don't does know. somebody? Does Not somebody motivation. To... It's inspiration. Well, okay. <laughs> All right. I was just. Thinking, it like... was you lighting the fire just now. Rob. There you go. It was you right there. Right she there. Just that sound bite. We That's have it, it now. You have yep. saved brass banding for all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, need, you need to hear a recording of your solo from the U.S. Open and bring that into a test piece. No band will ever be able to play. I'm going to write something even Rob can't play. Yep. I don't know. I've I've worked with Lucy for for a whole bunch of stuff, and it's like everything she comes up with is just so creative and yeah. awesome. I think Simon, um, what's his last name? Dobson. Simon Dobson is. I mean, but he's he is he is he's in every genre possible yeah. but every yeah. now and then I'm, he comes out with something for brass band yeah i'm a big cool. fan of tom daverins too yeah he writes some amazing stuff yep um yeah, you know kevin that. hubin has some really good stuff mm-hmm. um er, um he's been, we just played a piece by him this year um there's another blank in my head right now about you know he wrote the raid. We played the raid this year at Nava. Oh, uh, Tom, what's his name? The raid. Uh, Tom Oliver Westby. Oh, right. Yes, Oliver, Oliver Westby. Yeah. yeah, his stuff is amazing. Yeah. We're gonna have to have a huge um, description for this uh, podcast of all the things that we forgot. <laughs> <laughs> afterwards, we go back and we're like, "This is this is the piece we were mentioning. This is the composer no, that's how we, we were mentioning." That's how we create <laughs> engagement. Is uh, leave right. every everybody audience leave everything we forgot about in the comments. <laughs> 
That's Brian Baumages. That's the name I was forgetting. Brian Baumages. Oh, Baum here you go. Well, I mean, but, you know, really some brass stuff. bands, I mean, because you've got your thing with Lucy that you're kind of pioneering with San Francisco and you're doing that thing. We're, yeah, I we're mean, doing the premiere of, of Luminaries for Brass Bands. So I, I have to do something else with her because we did Luminaries for Euphonium and Piano. And then with Kent State, we did Luminaries for Wind Band and Piano. And now I'm doing it with Brass Bands and piano, uh, brass band, sorry, brass band and euphonium. What am I saying? Wind wind band and euphonium, and then now brass band and euphonium. And now I'm like- Orchestra. <laughs> somebody somebody find me an orchestra. And, uh, <laughs> we'll but, but like, you've, you're but like, you, know. you have initiatives like that. My band has the composer in residence now. You know, we're doing that thing. Um, and we're, it's a new composer every three years. That's how we're doing the contract with that. So there are initiatives, like, like there's things happening and, um, you know, we, I think, I think we, every single, and Tony might agree, every single time we do a board meeting, we always like, it's always like, it's like we're arguing chicken or the egg the whole time, but like it's happening and we're just That's impatient. Cool. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> we, just, so, we want things to happen. We're just like, you have a, you have a contract for composer in residence. I think in, in, uh, in Dublin, it's just familial because you have Tim, Tim Jameson right. and his, his, and his son is, is. <laughs> fantastic I, at composing and arranging so just yeah, we decided to make it with rules <laughs> involved <laughs> well clearly clearly he's he's good at what he does because he just won <laughs> all right yeah open, so. fantastic i'm anxiously <laughs> awaiting the um the jack stamp test piece that should be coming down the pipeline sometime soon you know we, you know he's composer in residence with grimethorpe mm -hmm. you know, and, and some of his wind band pieces are you know staples in the repertoire but you know, if he can write it, write it, write some good, you know, brass band test pieces, I think that would they, they would be really, really fun to do. Well, shout out uh, Marcus Venables, Andrew Wainwright, uh, you know, yeah. all these guys that I know that are they're young guys that are are ripping off all this great <laughs> stuff. Like, like both of those guys have won the Corey uh, competition. Yeah, Andrew's years. stuff is spectacular. Yeah, yeah. There's somebody that played a, uh, Andrew one of Andrew's pieces at the Open. They did. Wasn't there? Um, it was. It was one of the. Wasn't it? Um, Five Lakes. Didn't they do one of no, his? No. It wasn't Five Lakes. It was. Um, I think you it was in comments for City. <laughs> right. Another. Another thing for the. Yeah, I can't remember, but it was. It was good. It was hard too. But it was. Well, it was hey, good. it is like we said. It is late on a Friday, and I have spoken to all three of these humans in the wee small hours in the morning, so I know that we could do this, but let's not. Yeah. And let's <laughs> let's call the episode on that. Hey, Rob, thank you so much for coming in, and congratulations to you and the band. Thank for you. A very successful weekend. Awesome to chat with you guys. Anytime you want Canadian content or Sub-Zero Temperatures or anything like that, just <laughs> let me know. Happy to join. Say the word. But you guys, uh, you guys are doing the Lord's work here. Keep the movement going. All right, thanks. It's good to have you here. <laughs>